0: Well, welcome to the show.
1: This This is Our View from the bench. Bench. Well, welcome to the show. Happy Monday. I'm Brendan, snack guy for the freshman tennis team.
0: I'm Corey, towel boy for the debate team. Happy Monday, like Brennan said, and uh how was your long weekend, dude, since we had the holiday?
1: Yeah, it was nice. Actually like Thursday, I didn't even know it was <laughs> uh Labor Day weekend. So I was honestly surprised uh leaving work on Thursday when everyone Hey enjoy the long weekend because most of us uh work from home on Fridays. So everyone was like enjoy the long weekend. I was like, what, we have something we have tomorrow off or something. And I almost luckily clarified that it was uh, Friday instead of or Monday instead of Friday. Otherwise I would have <laughs> missed work Friday. But yeah, I was surprised honestly. So honestly didn't do much took relax, uh took advantage just to relax. Uh hung out with my dad a little bit, hung out with the wife a little bit, some friends. Oh, just an all around good weekend. What'd you do?
0: uh pretty much a lot of the same i did work saturday real quick for uh just a day shift at the store but pretty uh boring day and then yeah chilling yesterday chilled most of the day today until uh we decided to jump on and do this podcast
1: yeah true wednesday we uh hung out and we hung out a little bit longer because well we hung out virtually <laughs> we do we live we live close in like probably most people's eyes but in southern california everything's far away so. yeah for sure um but we hung out digitally uh, to do our fantasy football draft. Heck yeah. It was fun. Yeah, fun? It was quick, right?
0: It, dude, way faster than I feel like most drafts I've ever been a part of. I just, every time I looked up, I was like, oh, it's my pick again. And I was in the middle. So it was like, I know we're doing a snake draft, but just like every five seconds, like, dang, it's my pick already? What the heck?
1: Yeah. Not enough time to like do research. Who's taking, no. who's left, <laughs> what you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. So it was quick. I think a lot of the guys are, well, two of them were auto-drafting because they were both working. So uh, two of the eight, we have a 10-team league. <clears throat> I don't know why I said eight. Two of the 10, so eight of us were in there uh, manually drafting. And I think it was just uh, everybody kind of knew who they wanted. And for some reason, somehow, even we were talking, hey, don't take that guy. No, 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 that's my guy. <laughs> and most of the time, it was never the guy that we always want. Whoever was next always got who they wanted. So maybe that's also what made it like go. It was pretty rare that there was an instance where someone was taken that maybe the next person was looking for. So
0: yeah, think, the oh, only maybe one. That, maybe that helped. help. The only one like that for me was Jonathan Taylor because I kept waiting like, ah, do I grab him just because and have him on the bench and see what happens? And then before I could do it, I think somebody took him like the round I was thinking about actually doing it. And I was like, ah, too late. I missed my opportunity.
1: Yeah, my buddy Jonathan actually took him, uh, (sighs) one of the ones that was auto-drafting. So you actually got beat by a computer, my friend.
0: That makes it even worse. Awesome. Thanks.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. So sorry to say, but that's what happened um but what we wanted to do was kind of go over the rosters Uh, who we got what we're going to show you on the screen is actually the draft order as well so i mean it's helpful to see who we have on the roster when it's sitting that's little slots that says quarterback and receiver and stuff like that uh but it says what they are on here and this also gives you an insight into the draft order so uh let's get to checking these out here
0: so here's the teams respectively Feel pretty good about my team. Feel pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although a Yahoo's review of my draft wouldn't tell you otherwise.
1: What did you get on your grade again?
0: Dude, they gave me a D plus. They said I was like too running back heavy and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, hello, have you not seen the game? Running backs do a lot of things. Got to have yeah, back. true,
1: and get hurt, so you got to have options. You know right? what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, I think it's actually good. Most times when I feel when I do well in a season, I get a bad grade, oh, perfect. which is not necessarily a good omen for me this season because I got an A minus on oh, mine. Wow! So I'm kind of nervous about it because normally Yahoo doesn't tell me that I do a good job and and I do well. And this time they told me I did a good job, so I'm kind of skeptical on how well I'm going to do. But nice. uh, as you can see on the screen, we have we have our teams. Do you want to kind of go over maybe like quick draft strat- strategies on what you do? This is a standard league, half PPR with, uh, you know, the normal slots, one quarterback, two receiver, two running back, a tight end, flex kicker, defense. Just no individual defensive players or anything like that. No two quarterback league or anything like that. So general draft, what is your kind of like general strategy that you would roll with?
0: Well, as Yahoo Sports would tell you my uh, D-plus grade, uh, I'm very running back heavy, so that's like my first thing. Uh, my first pick is always a running back, I feel like, especially if I can get someone who does a little bit of catching and rushing. So the more you can get out of one player, the better, right? Um, and then normally I would probably go two running backs and then a wide receiver and kind of work my way from there, but with Patrick Mahomes, I accidentally kind of broke my own rule and took a quarterback really early, but... I took him in the second, but also somebody took Josh Allen even before that. So that kind of got me a you little. second
1: overall. Okay, Art. see,
0: that got me spooked a little doing? bit. Yeah, that got me spooked. I was like, oh, wait, quarterbacks are going to be taken a lot sooner than I thought. And I kind of wanted to get one I didn't have to worry about. So this year I kind of broke my own rule and took a opinion, quarterback. In my opinion, if there's anyone
1: earlier. that you're jumping for, if there's anyone that you're jumping for, I might as well be Patrick Mahomes. Right? If you're going to break a rule, that would be, be the person you should break it for.
0: And so I'm so confident in sense. him as my quarterback, I don't have a backup. I will figure out a backup while his bye week shows up. That's my problem at that point in time. <laughs> uh huh. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you could play nobody. It'd be fine. It's yeah, I might be. Other, I might be better off in the roster. Exactly. <laughs> to be honest with you.
0: So, um, but after I get the running backs and wide receivers pretty much solidified up as far as starting like two and two, uh, then I go more to like looking at the tight end. Uh, normally, probably like I don't know eighth round, seventh round, something like that. But I feel like this year with Kelsey going early and uh, tight ends yeah, doing it. a lot more than they ever do or ever have before in the past that. They go a lot earlier, so I think a couple went early and it got me a little spooked early. So it's like, oh man, my my should be watching out for tight ends earlier than I thought with this league. You guys are you guys different yeah. in this league?
1: Yeah, so everybody in this league is fairly new to fantasy football. A lot of them pay attention to football, but a lot of them are fairly new to fantasy football. My wife has played a couple times, but most of the teams that she plays on I kind of help with. So mm-hmm. this is her time. That's entirely her draft team. So uh, she's running it this time, so everything is on her. I think she had a pretty good draft too. I didn't see what letter grade she got. I'll have to check it out.
0: Oh, yeah. I was um, to ask her.
1: Yeah, that's a that's – a, okay. Okay, so that's that's good. I agree with you, though. This league is learning still.
0: Yeah, for sure. And the last thing is always a defense. Probably like what, do we have 15 rounds, so probably like round 12 yeah, – or so is when you kind of want to get one. Uh, I know a couple people took one in like the 10th round, maybe ninth one or two early was scary, but I just figured tight defenses. You can almost go week to week sometimes, especially if we only have 10 teams in our league. And most people only keep one defense on their roster. Although I have Great. two on mine right now after the draft. But that's a different discussion for a different day. <laughs> that's my so week one strategy, on strategy, dude. That Yeah, that's oh, different. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> Actually,
1: you did explain that strategy to me. Would you like to explain it quickly?
0: Yeah, so, okay, so I picked the Jets for the defense overall as I think yeah. they're going to be very good for the whole season. But the first yeah. game they're playing is yeah. against Buffalo, and Buffalo is a division opponent. They know each other really well, so I don't know if they're going to do that well. Offense. Defensive lightly for me for points for fantasy, so I went ahead and picked up the uh, Washington Commanders defense because they're playing the Cardinals, and the Cardinals are starting who knows at quarterback at this moment.
1: They're uh, trash. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying the players trash. I'm sorry. You cut. I was saying the team is not well. Like it's not good.
0: Yeah, it's not going to be a very good season in Arizona. So I feel like Washington, who Ron Rivera is a defensive coach, and if uh, Bienemy really wants to show off what he can do as a coordinator on his own without Reed, and maybe they come out and score big. They win big in Arizona. So I feel like maybe the defense will get a little loose. They'll get some stacks. Maybe a,
1: maybe a score.
0: I'm hoping at least, man. So, yeah. So I figured this week I'll keep them and then, you know, I'll reevaluate for week two. So I kind of broke it, sense. my own rule for during a draft, but this was post draft that I made that decision. So, gotcha.
1: Uh, well, mine, if I had to kind of break it down, I guess my main, main strategy for the draft is kind of something that you touched on a little bit is, but flexibility, just be flexible because sometimes you'll be in a draft, like you pointed out, where things start flying off a little bit earlier than you thought. Certain sure. players are taken or positions are taken above what they're normally uh, drafted at. Uh, but in my opinion, it's always to best to go by best available and then try to fit it to the need. If you have two running backs and a wide receiver, but there's a great running back out and an average wide receiver, just take the great running back. You know what I mean? So my, my, my is, I guess kind of like when you're building a team is, is grab talent. So the, the main thing after the, those two is picking running back first. The my, from what I've found, each team has probably, you know, maybe not a one receiver, but, uh at least two decent receivers. Sometimes there's a third one that comes up out of nowhere. Injuries happen throughout the year. Receivers are constantly kind of popping up, and there's so many on each team. Whereas running back is kind of more of a – if you're a running back, if you own a running back that's in a committee, you're a little bit kind of screwed. It's best to have a running back who is like the main guy, like a Derrick Henry kind of thing. Um, So that's why I prioritize it because you got to kind of pick those. After that, I'm with you. It's wide receiver kind of alternating between, between them and trying to find best availability. As you can see here, I have Justin Jefferson, Derek Henry, Jalen Waddle, and Jameer Gibbs. So it's wide receiver, running back, wide receiver, running back, and then another running back after that, Brees Hall. Another running back with that see? and James Conner, a wide receiver, and Michael Pittman. So I'm with you. Heavy running back, heavy wide receiver.
0: So what did you do differently than I that got me a D and got you an A? What the heck, man?
1: You know what? The only thing I can think of is a lot of people are kind of that People think that uh Debo may not be at because he is not in the running back position as much anymore he's not the guy that's getting the ball as much so maybe Debo is kind of as a number three overall I'm not saying it's a bad idea I still think he's gonna get the ball a ton but because Christian's here a lot of yeah, people are like oh, what's gonna happen to the running back he's not in the backfield anymore he's only by receiver and technically maybe Brandon Ayuk is really good I don't know
0: which I mean, is kind of funny done, if you I'm think about it because wasn't Debo mad about having to play running back all the time that was like a big thing about the contract <laughs>
1: True, true. Well, he got paid and now he doesn't have to do it. Yeah, so, so I guess, I guess he, he won. gets a win-win with his <laughs> fantasy owners. Like I say, I'm not saying he's gonna do bad. Um, but maybe that's what they're thinking. The only other thing I can think of is I took J.K. Dobbins last year pretty early and it didn't pan out well because he didn't do anything. Oh, so that happens. Uh so I I don't know. Uh normally though, I actually am looking for a tight end or a quarterback around the fourth round because I like to make sure that I'm getting a top one. Those two are so tiered. Especially tight end, there's like five, and then the rest of the league. Yes, so absolutely. Unless you're getting one of the good ones, and honestly, me drafting in the eighth round, especially like you said, Kelsey going uh, seventh overall, I believe, uh, definitely didn't help. So I got David Njoku, not bad, and hopefully Deshaun Watson needs a you know a little scapegoat to kind of toss it to. So
0: yeah, that's not a bad. But one.
1: really, it's just being flexible, man. That's kind of what I got. So I feel like there's a lot of uh, a lot of similarities in our draft guidelines i guess yeah
0: the only biggest difference i would think is uh, when it comes to our kickers if what we both agree to or agree not mm-hmm. on drafting which
1: you know i got a question for you about that. Actually, <laughs> two questions for you i think you had a couple questions for me about my strategy so let me go you didn't draft a kicker at all that's that's a bold strategy cotton what's <laughs> up with that it's so a bold strategy cotton let's see if it pays off for them
0: yeah so the way i look at it is most kickers at the end of the year are all kind of the same unless you get justin tucker uh Beyond yeah, exactly. that, everyone kind of is average at the end of the year. So I feel like it's one of those you can either go week to week or once the draft's over, you can. if there's only 10 people in the league and nine of us take a kicker, there's still 20-plus kickers for me to choose from that are starters. So I can find one later. Yeah. It's not a big deal.
1: Yeah, I doubt people are taking two. That's true. Absolutely. I took Jake Elliott in the 13th round. I was running out of necessary people. And honestly, I like to try. My, my draft strategy is to draft a kicker and start seeing, as long as there's still a good offense – Kicker has to be – if the kicker's on the team, he's, he's good. Then yeah, NFL people, they don't have time for bad kickers. So if you're bad, you're off the team. They, they don't care. They'll find somebody else to start kicking. So if you're on the team, you're you are most likely somewhat accurate. There's some that are better than others. Obviously, Justin Tucker can kick from like 90 yards <laughs> and, and drill it. But um, as long as – my my thing is find a kicker that's on a good offense because they're yeah. driving the ball downfield, and if they're not scoring a touchdown for you get the PAT, it's honestly even better, right? Sometimes they get held out and you're getting the field goal. So that's the only thing I would say about kicker is that. You said you had a question, at least maybe one or two for me. What, was, what Well, was the first
0: plan? one I was going to mention or ask you was about your tight end situation and going early or late, but you already kind of mentioned and talked about that. So the other one I was going to ask you about was your quarterback, because like, I know I took Mahomes with my second overall pick, but you waited till the That's ninth round. Yeah, you waited until the ninth round to take it, and not only <sighs> that, you took Tua in the ninth round.
1: Yeah, well, if we go back to my to our AFC episode, check it out. Go see it. AFC predictions. Not That's the episode where we already touched on NFC. And so AFC actually has the Super Bowl predictions. Go check out who we think it actually wins. But that is where I uh, make the prediction that Tua stays healthy all year and leads them to the division title. So if he's okay. going to do that above those teams that are there, then I'm kind of running with that as well. I'll give it to you a little bit because I did a little bit of research after I looked at the draft position of it. Um, I Yes-ish. I think the one person that I definitely missed out on was Justin Herbert. He, uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, like some of the people that you had mentioned that went a little bit late, Lamar Jackson, uh, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. They were all taken in the fourth round before my pick. And my strategy is fourth or later. I start looking. So they were taken before I even had the chance. The people that were still really up for grabs were Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. And Joe Burrow went before I could even have it. And then I did – I probably should have taken Herbert. But I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to wait. I think maybe enough people have taken quarterbacks. And there's still a couple that I think I'm comfortable with. And Tua was one of them. Um, you actually, mm. though, spooked me, and that's why you see here. <laughs> Last I took Jared Goff because you're like, oh, wow, Tua. I was like, oh, shoot, what's wrong with Tua? You're like, yeah. I mean, I mean it's, it's, it's it's one that. thing, thing like, to predict sure. he's going
0: to make it through the whole season in our AFC season preview. But mm-hmm. to go into your fantasy and draft him and – like. That, I was like wow okay That's so, the Hawaiian blood bro right here.
1: <laughs> Right there baby yeah that makes sense I, believe, but I think of, uh, I,
0: I think Goff is a good uh, backup to have on your roster for fantasy yeah. when it comes I to think
1: that. he's honestly I'm surprised I was able to get him with a last I mean not at the very last pick obviously the last pick yeah. was 150 but at the very last round I feel like he's probably a top 10 fantasy quarterback maybe 10 right, last but, year for
0: sure yeah
1: so I mean this year's another just another off- another year in the offense so that's the thing I like it but uh other than that, I guess we will kind of see what happens out.
0: I think I'm playing Rocky week one, right? Am I not? Are you? I think so, right? What's her name? What's her team name?
1: Zay yeah. is my name.
0: Yep. I'm pretty sure I'm playing her. She Rocky has Zay Flowers. One. Yeah, I'm pretty sure From, I'm playing uh, her. So we'll be enemies team. the week one. Way to go. <laughs> awesome. So
1: Okay, well, let's uh, continue on with the NFL. We're, we'll move out of fantasy and into real life. There was kind of a funny scene. Um, it's kind of broadcasted, obviously, on because the Jets are in hard knocks, but there was a lot of talk about it last week as well. When Aaron Rodgers finally played a preseason game for the Jets, he took a – well, I think it was one, maybe two series, probably one. I probably think one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, scored a touchdown, of course, so that's just like Aaron Rodgers is. But he had an interesting – Interaction with one of the Giants' uh, linebackers or defensive ends. I actually don't know what the position was. Apologies. And uh, you want to check this out, dude? It's kind of crazy it's, to see. Let's check it out. It's, just, it's kind of, like of all this
0: behind up, the you know? scenes, especially on the field talking smack and stuff with each other. I always love this stuff.
1: It's so fun. It's so fun. So here is the, the video itself. Let's check this out.
2: Bootleg out to the left, flipping it left. McCole Hartman. Bro, yeah. that? Yeah. Throw some respect, bro. Come on, what the f*** is that? Five damn sets. I don't even know who you are, bro. I don't know who the f*** you are. You don't? I've never heard you. Don't don't hurt know, hurt you. Know, and the officials have to separate Jihad Ward and Aaron Rodgers. He he. Drops back. Lobs one. Front left pylon. It is caught. Garrett Wilson. Oh, it's a Jets touchdown. Both the I ain't oh, doing, doing that. I ain't doing I'm not hurting hurt you. And I gave him the line that's uncomeback with a <laughs> boat. I said, "I don't even know who you are," But he said, "He said I don't know who you are." I
1: said, "Boat."
0: <laughs> yeah, there's no way you didn't know who that was, man. Come on,
1: right? Exactly. That I mean, everybody knows who Aaron Rodgers is. It's freaking Aaron Rodgers.
0: right? There's no way, but. I mean, I love this stuff. Like you said, I love all this behind the scenes stuff. This is what I mean, it's a hard knocks thing, so it's even better because they get the full access during preseason and stuff behind the scenes that we don't ever get to see. But I just love this stuff. Seeing the players and how they interact, like in the training rooms, how they do all their like prep work in like the quarterback rooms and how they discuss and watch over the film with the coaching. Like I just love all this stuff.
1: Yeah, it's really cool. I love Rogers like just attitude, I guess you could say. It's not like he just has that 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 suave about him i guess uh this is like prime aaron Rodgers right here the hit was late dude i mean he was oh, standing yeah. there for a while and it's freaking preseason dude like chill out exactly man. If that was even a regular game that was that was a little bit i mean it wasn't a hard hit so it's not i don't think it should be a flag no but it definitely was like uncalled for so yeah and like yeah, we talked and,
0: about uh, if he only no. played one drive that means it was the first quarter probably within the first five minutes that this took like this isn't the fourth quarter at the end when all the backups are in fighting for jobs come on man
1: exactly so um It's the first. If Aaron Rodgers is still in, that means it's first team, basically. Yeah,
0: exactly. So, calm down. Which who knows if that guy even made the team? Speaking of, that's been cut. All the rosters have been cut. It's time to start the real games on Thursday, man. It's actually time for football.
1: You know, we've been talking about this since we've started this show. Uh, We started it basically in the heart of baseball season. Yeah. And as much as I love baseball. football and basketball are my one and two so i've been looking forward to this time for a minute so i'm i'm super excited i'm super excited to see uh the the games and i'm super excited to uh get this just everything kind of started man well oh, i wanna uh, I not only that i, I want to see if we can <laughs> get
0: our predictions correct
1: Ooh, yeah for our, like division winners yeah obviously our, our uh, playoff uh brackets
0: heck yeah i want to see how right we can be hopefully we at least get at least okay there's eight divisions we gotta get at least one or two right. I'm gonna feel terrible no, if I get zero for eight. No man, we need
1: more between <laughs> all of us. Oh, okay. Each of us need to get yeah. If one. I go
0: zero for eight, I'm gonna feel real bad.
1: <laughs> no, dude, I want to get. Ha- I need to get half. If I'm not getting half, dude, I'm not doing my job. <laughs> I need to be looking into this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? This is like what I love and what I want. I need to be. I need. I'm getting half right. I'm telling you. I Though I did kind of on the Live, man. Some of mine are kind of.
0: Yeah, that Chicago one, especially is the one I think of. Hey, hey and eye. the
1: giant, the, the Chicago and the New York Giants one. Those are the ones I'm most nervous about.
0: Although we both did pick the, rest the Saints, of them I'm so
1: comfortable. Yeah, the rest of them I'm comfortable. We do have other stuff that we have predicted though.
0: Like yeah, we so. decided that we're going to go ahead and pick each individual end of the year awards. So offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year, and we're going to go ahead and give our picks and why we think that they are the guy that's going to win the award.
1: NFL honors. I know we're looking ahead, man. I know we're looking ahead, but that's what we're trying to do here. We've already predicted the Super Bowl, so we got to predict this now. We've chosen basically the main awards. There might be some other ones, like especially the sponsored ones. Yeah, you know, but the uh, but the main awards we've we've chosen, and uh, we'll reveal our picks here. Uh, the odds here are provided by FanDuel. Uh, when I looked this up was uh, the other day, so. Uh, they may have changed, but this is basically kind of who we are running with. So Defensive Rookie of the Year, we've got Jalen Carter and Joey Porter Jr. You took?
0: Joey Porter Jr. I think that uh, he's going to be really good. I mean, not only we all know his dad obviously played in the NFL for the Steelers as a linebacker. He plays cornerback, so it's not the same position or anything. But the fact that he's going into the NFL already kind of knowing the way of life as far as an NFL player goes and what to expect, because I'm sure his dad has been there and told him enough. Um, But also not only that, he's playing with T.J. Watt, who's a defensive player just two years ago. So if Pittsburgh plays defense like they normally do and T.J. Watt does his job up front on the defensive line, then I'm thinking Porter in the backfield as a corner is going to get a lot of interceptions, which if that's the case and the Steelers are winning, then he's going to be right in the chase for the defensive rookie of the year.
1: There you go. I like it. I like the bet too. The odds, man. I right here, like I like you stretching there. I think he's going to be great. Sometimes these stories, people, I feel like they look, they overlook. Now, sometimes it does go the other way, but sometimes I feel like they overlook kids from other athletes as like uh he's probably not gonna be as good as his dad so yeah uh but i'm glad that he was kind of taken and i'm glad that he went to the steel i mean come on dude he had to go to the steelers right
0: well not only that if i remember correctly if was he taken 32nd overall so oh yeah it's not like he was a fourth round pick he's a high tal- no. high caliber talent that they're looking to be a big part of their defense
1: well i'm glad that he fell to the steelers that was the perfect fit right i however am going with Jalen carter of the Philadelphia Bulldogs, no, uh, (laughs) Eagles. Sorry, I forgot. There's so many dang Georgia freaking players on this dang team. They might as well just change their name. Uh, But I think that he just benefits from the scheme. Uh, I know it's going to be probably a different scheme, but they have so much talent on the team. They were able to re-sign a lot of the players. Uh, Not too many people go. Um, And I think that uh, he also benefits from the fact that the offense is most likely going to be putting up points. So hopefully the team will be playing from ahead yeah. and he'll be able to just just get those pass rushes in, get those pass rushes in. It's a filthy line and linebacking core. So it should be good. I do want to note though, I was going to pick uh, there's somebody else, Tyree Wilson that I was going to pick from the Raiders. I think that he has a chance because he's going to be opposite Max Crosby. So Ooh. they're going to be paying a lot of attention to him. He's going to have an opportunity to kind of make a name for himself. So we'll see. That's my sleeper one, but I'm going to stick with uh, with Jalen Carter.
0: It's a good choice either way, but uh, that's a sneaky one, like you talked about on the Raiders with Tyree Wilson, because it also depends on how good the Raiders really are. are they like fighting yeah. from behind, and it's just them on the defensive line, basically just trying to get as many sacks and get their stats up.
1: Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I and mean, if it is, I mean, it's as much as it is about production, it is stats as well. They they are willing, the NFL is willing to it's not like the NBA where it's just uh best player on the best team. That's yeah That's true Yeah, you know I'm saying. Uh this one I feel like they're a little bit more strategic about giving these types of things. And you don't have to be on a great team to prove your worth. So that's the only thing I kind of would give it to him is I think maybe he he might have a chance there. Yeah, <clears throat> moving on though to the opposite side of the ball, sticking with rookies. We're gonna go to the offensive rookie of the year candidates. And Corey and I have chosen Zay and Addison, respectively. You chose Addison. You also drafted Addison in your fantasy draft. Yeah. So you really do believe in him double. Hey, you know what? You gave me crap for Tua. Yeah, here you are picking an award and drafting him too. Okay,
0: but let's give me some credit here. Addison did win the re- award old. in college of the best wide receiver in the country when he was in Pittsburgh. Not when he was in SC the next his last year in college. Oh, okay. Where he Happy played with know. Yeah, and had a really good year as well with Lincoln Riley in that offense. So was, I think, was
1: Kenny Pickett there?
0: Uh actually he might have been. That might have been Pickett right? there. Uh yeah, actually okay. I think it was. And then part is of the played? thing too is is going to Minnesota, obviously Justin Jefferson is going to take a lot of attention from the defense. So I feel like Addison will have more one-on-one opportunities, especially as a rookie. They're probably not going to double team him to begin with. So I feel like if he can get going early and get his confidence up, then he'll have a big year once the season's over.
1: I can see that. I went with Zay Flowers. We looked them up respectively and they're basically the same. Obviously we see here they're the same odds. I'm going to say that, Lamar finally has the weapons that he's been looking for, apparently, or been needing, and they have a pretty high-powered offense already. Lamar stays healthy, like you say. You, I believe, have him um, doing well this year. Yes, I so, do. And the Baltimore going far, obviously. So uh, I I just have seen this kid. And honestly, when I was doing a little bit of research, I went and I looked up um, highlights of this guy. I'm not kidding you. Not knowing anything before, I knew that I had heard his name, but I was like, I want to see what he looks like on the field. And dude, this kid can ball. When I was watching him, I was sitting here, I probably was in five five minutes into the highlights, and I'm sitting here, I'm like, I know exactly who this is. This is Deshaun Jackson. Oh so I went quickly and like looked it up. Deshaun Jackson, five ten, one seventy five. Zay Flowers, 5'9",
0: 183 So <laughs> the same person.
1: Yeah. Dude, he's shifty, he's fast, and he he seems to run like really sharp routes. Um so I feel like he could be a nice over-the-top threat for, for Lamar on that offense, and I think that the uh, explosive plays garner attention. So yeah, and that's definitely
0: going to be a huge thing for him to have OBJ as the guy who's going to be running the shorter routes and inside and stuff. Andrews. Oh, dang, I forgot about that. Yeah, so it's for him to just be able to run down the field and have it to himself, if Lamar has the time and from the offensive line protecting him, he can get it down there, then, yeah, Zay is going to have a huge year. So,
1: and like you said, they're both like the third, maybe, receiver. Um and their teams respectively, Addison and flowers. So less attention at least. And yeah. have got for big sure. names, big names kind of garnering a lot of the other ones. So
0: Yep. Absolutely. All right, Let's
1: move on then. Moving on to the defensive player of the year. We've got miles Garrett and Micah Parsons. You've got who
0: miles Garrett. I've got the Browns right. making the playoffs as a wild card team. I think a big part of that is that this defense is going to do what they need to do in order to, because I, I mean, I like Deshaun Watson and, Obviously, last year with the suspension, there's a short wait late year start and how awkward the offense looked. So hopefully that'll be better. And if that's the case and they can be in a lot of games and the defense is going to be that much more important. I think the NFC North, all those teams kind of beat up on each other and are defensively built first a lot of the time. So I think that's a huge part of it. And if they make it into the playoffs, then I think a huge thing of that is going to be Miles Garrett playing his ass off and having a huge year.
1: And the cool part about them playing in a difficult division is, I feel like that does weigh. Like I said, maybe not team success, but team opponents weighs heavily. Oh yeah. Too. If he's getting Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow and disrupting these like high power, I know you have them making the playoffs, but I know you have the other two making the playoffs as well. Yeah. So if he's getting these high, you know, uh, these teams high up in the AFC, and he's knocking them around, and people just kind of take notice and add a little bit more to it. So I can see that. I like him. He's uh, he was second. In the odds at the plus six hundred, behind only my pick. I was going to say
0: we both didn't go off the board very far there, did we on this one?
1: (laughs) And honestly, when we were looking at it, I don't remember off the top of my head who they were. I mean, there's the obvious names of the TJ Watts, the the Sauce Gardeners, um, you know, those types of players as well. But I've, unless something drastic happens to these guys, knock on wood, I don't see it going to anybody but these two. Yeah. So I'm picking Micah. I think this guy is just a an animal dude i wanted to go with like an underdog i mean even miles garrett is more of an underdog being second but i just couldn't do it he's been talking a lot this offseason about how hungry he is he doesn't want to just be a great linebacker he wants to be the greatest linebacker yeah um and he, he does all sorts of different things he's kind of like a bigger tyron matthew the honey badger can blitz he can play safety he can play man um But he's just a bigger version. He can't, you know, maybe he don't guard receivers as well as Tyron could, but he also doesn't, he blitzes better than him because he's just huge. So I think he's hungry, and I think he's going to be one of the best defenses in the NFL, and because the stats of the defense will be high and he's going to be the leader of it, um, I think he'll be responsible for most of his uh, team's success. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, give it to to Micah.
0: Not a bad choice. The Cowboys had a great defense last year, and a big part of it was him. So if he can come back and have a big year, and the Cowboys especially are in it, which – in the NFC East, they definitely have a chance. A big part of it is going to be Micah Parsons having a, a good season.
1: 100%. 100%. So. Uh, and honestly, you're the, the Browns get into the playoffs. Miles Garrett is going to have to do a lot. So if right? he does, it's a great pick as well. It's a great pick as well. We differ here, but we actually found one <laughs> where we agree. I was actually shocked we only
0: had same. one that we had the same pick.
1: True, true. We didn't do it on purpose. I was no. picking. I just picked whoever, and you just picked whoever. And This one, we both kind of agreed that the offensive player of the year, in our opinion, is going to be Christian McCaffrey.
0: Yeah, it's it's hard not to think. I mean, a full season and camp and everything to get that offense that Mike Shanahan runs, which is good for the, his style of play and what he can do. Uh, Purdy's back. Uh, they'll have Kittle. They'll have IUK, They'll have Debo. I mean, they've got just weapons all over the field, and I expect Everyone. McCaffrey to do a lot of the we- – I mean, just – it's just crazy to think he's about the head what head of the snake. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just last year he was only in eleven games with uh with the with the Niners at the end of the season. And again, like I said, no camp, no like learning the playbook ahead of time. He's had a whole offseason. He's got a, a preseason together. He's got a whole ton more of feel for this offense and what he's able to yep. do with it than he ever had. Even has.
1: a mini playoff run, you know. That that yeah. builds, you know, because that's tight conditions. You know, you're really, you know, those are inches. You know, they literally were an arm away from really competing in that nfc title game yeah absolutely i agree obviously with you san francisco runs through well the running game yeah (laughs) pun intended i guess this (laughs) guy is just electric and i feel like he's just going to flourish like you said he had 11 games with them went into the postseason i know full offseason with shanahan seems ready to just kind of shine only thing Praying for health, buddy. Absolutely. Please, please, please. We want to see you get through a full season, especially with this offense. We wanted to see him get through seasons in freaking Carolina, and they weren't doing anything. So right. <laughs> with, this, with this with these people, man, he could just be crazy. So I think that um, I think that he could do it.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm so hoping for. We like we said, 11 games last year, and he did a great job in those 11 games being thrown in there. So I expect a huge season.
1: 100%. 100%. Moving on, uh, coming back, though, to the comeback, Doing comeback player of the year, we have uh, Tua and Odell. Uh, the odds here might seem a little skewed, and it's because they are. I actually have Tua, and he is the second wow. most likely player to win comeback player of the year at plus two thousand. Yes, that means a one hundred dollar bet gets you plus two thousand dollars. Wow. The the problem is that basically the award is already being handed out to Demar Hamlin, and I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve it. I'm just hoping that his play deserves it, not just the fact that he's playing. I understand that that is very important. I think we should applaud him for it. Yeah, but I don't think that we should take away the idea of the award and take it from somebody else just because he made it back to the field. And who knows really in what capacity? How many snaps does he even get? That's yeah. Uh, you know so um i'm going with tua so anyways he's at minus 350 so again these are a little bit of a stretch it's most likely going to him but i just again i'm I'm hoping he stays healthy i'm thinking they lead him to the afc east title and i'm just i just think that uh he stays healthy and that that seven games that he missed is now a complete season I'm like oh wow great job
0: yeah, You're and with it's not a bad pick on Tua because I mean, what I think that was a stat where every game he started at one point they had basically won every game. So yes, if he's healthy and makes it through a whole year, then the Dolphins should be very good, especially with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle and all that, all the weapons they have mm-hmm. on that offense.
1: My God, 100%. Yes, exactly. Fast, but you've got Odell.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I just I, I feel like Baltimore is going to have a really good year. It just all kind of lines up. Odell's coming back. He's had a year and a half off basically from the injury in the Super Bowl with the Rams. Uh, He's out to prove. They have Zay Flowers, who you picked to be the offensive rookie of the year. And then now Lamar comes back with his contract. He's healthy. They have a new offensive coordinator who, from all the stuff we hear out of the beginning of preseason and everything, Lamar loves the new offense. They feel it. Uh, they're, They're on the same page, him and the coordinator. They understand exactly what their game plan is and what they're doing. If that's the case, then I expect Odell to have a good year. I mean, he's had a thousand yards or more in every season that he's played. You know, double digit games with like the same ce- oh, with okay. the same team. When he's had a whole season with okay. one team and he's oh, played like ten he's or played more it. games, and one of those years he was in Cleveland with Baker Mayfield, and Baker Mayfield's not even that good of a quarterback. So, I feel no like fans, with Lamar yeah. and Zay Flowers and all the other weapons they have, that Odell's going to have a nice year. And I think like coming after the ACL tear from the Super Bowl, which. If he wouldn't have torn, he might have won the MVP of that Super Bowl. So Honestly, here's he was, his comeback player yeah, of the year look, award.
1: Yeah, like it. mm-hmm. And it's not too far off that a, a receiver would win it. Edelman won it when he, uh, when they won a Super Bowl. There you so, go. See? Uh, but yeah, so I've got the. That's the. I think I like them both. Um, I don't think they're going to happen because obviously, but you know. And again, I don't mean any negativity towards Marquand. It has nothing to do with him. It's more. I just want the essence of the thing to still be real and like really be. Because of the play on the field is what won them the award. Not yeah, just the I'm with you. I, I totally. Still
0: a yeah, no, but understandable. Because if he, like you said, we don't know how many games he ends up playing. What if he only plays the first couple and then he's not as good as he once was and they end up like kind of putting him on the aisle or whatever happens. Yeah. I mean, I hope that doesn't. Like you said, me I hope either. that he does play well and that he does have good numbers. Yeah. And if he wins it, that's For great. Him. Then he deserves it. But I don't want it to just. Of course. You played three games and you came back from what you came back from. So we're going to give it to you just because you showed Let up. Let me hand this to you. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah, I agree. Not a fan of that. So, But good luck to everybody this season. do Not not wishing negative on anyone.
0: No, I, I, the whole NFL, <laughs> obviously, everybody, there's a ton of injuries. That's why the whole thing is next man up. But oh, I don't know how those guys do. They're gladiators, man. It's a gladiator sports. Guys are 100%, Lads. dude. <laughs> so fun to
1: watch. So fun to watch. So we have two awards left. We've got coach of the year and MVP. Of course, we're going to save the best for last. So we're going to move on to MVP. No, I'm just kidding. Coach
0: <laughs> <MVP>. <laughs> you imagine? We're like, yeah, the MVP is not that important.
1: Yeah, coach of the year, though, most important one, just so you guys know. We have Dennis Allen, and we have Robert Sala. You've got Dennis. uh, I've got Robert. What's your case, my friend?
0: Well, we both picked the Saints to win the NFC South this season. Um, Obviously, a big part of that's going to be Derek Carr. So I think that if the Saints can win the division coming from where they were last year, and Allen's been there, I think, the last couple years since Peyton left. Uh, so he's got the defense that he understands and they know their system, and their defense is actually usually pretty average, if not a little slightly above average. Um, so if Carr can go in there with Michael Thomas and once they get Kamara back in there, they have Jamal Williams there this year, their offense should be pretty good. And. Sure. I think if they can win the NFC South and even be competing maybe for a two or three seed in the NFC, then I think Allen has to be them. at the top of the list for coach of the year candidates.
1: Zero arguments there. You're right. I did pick them to win the division. I do have them, I believe moving on in the first round as well. So I think uh, they'll have a good team and it's definitely possible. He is ninth at plus 2000.
0: Well, I mean, <clears> nobody's <throat> picking the saints to win at all. So I guess that's not that weird.
1: Oh no. Yeah, no, I didn't mean it as not it. Just kind of for the, for the audience. Uh, I've chosen Robert Sala, fifth at plus 1600. What I'm, what I'm basically on is I'm just basically predicting and, uh, a good year for the Jets. Uh, they had the HBO around camp. They have the new veteran quarterback. They're dealing with the craziness that comes with having Aaron Rodgers on your team. The, uh, the New York media is just breathing down your freaking neck constantly because I mean, it's the big apple, right? There's the, all the media is there besides maybe here. And obviously LA there's other ones, but New York is the craziest yeah. one. And if he can lead the jets to the playoff birth for the first time in 13 years, yes, you, you heard me 2010, basically maybe 11. It's the last time they were in the playoffs. It's a long time ago, man. Um, if they can if they could do it, I'd say they hand it to them. Just because it's just like a – that's the Jets, man. Can you imagine getting the Jets? It's like just rebuilding that dumpster fire.
0: No, absolutely. And they, like you said, they've already been on hard knocks, so the story is being built from the get-go by the NFL right. and the league itself. So if they end up being this Cinderella story in a sense because of where they came from from last year with nobody at quarterback they trusted to Aaron Rodgers, then, yeah, of course, then Sol is going to be at the top of the list for sure.
1: I see 100%. Yeah. Well, we've made it. Let's move to the favorite, the MVP, most valuable player of the NFL. Uh most of the time they're quarterbacks. Do we have two quarterbacks or are we predicting something crazy? Mm, no, we're not. No, we're not. It's definitely gonna be a quarterback. Yeah. We do have two different quarterbacks, though, uh, but it's still gonna be a quarterback. We have Justin Herbert and we have Lamar Jackson. I've taken Justin Herbert. You've got Lamar, you've got Lamar winning MVP and Odell winning comeback player of the year. And spoiler alert for those who haven't seen the AFC prediction, the Ravens winning the Super This is going to be a good year in Baltimore, no?
0: I'm telling you, everything is lining up. All the people are coming back from their contract issues, their injuries. They're out to prove people wrong. They brought in the new coordinator. Like, I'm just telling you, everything I feel is good. I think that Lamar is going to have one of the best seasons and probably win his second MVP. I think that the Chiefs will be right there and possibly win the top seed over the Ravens. Maybe they'll, you know, have a tiebreaker of some sort and have the same yeah. record but i think that the chiefs coming off the super bowl win and mahomes already having an mvp and them coming back as a defending champs doesn't make it unless he has like you know tom brady they went 16 and zero kind of year then i like our 17 no kind of thing yeah. i get it yeah. but i expect lamar to come out and just have a huge year individually and get this team like i expect him to at least throw for 28 touchdowns run for another eight you know probably three thousand plus more. passing yards 900 plus rushing like I'm hoping he just has a huge year, and again, like you said, I have him winning the MVP, but I also have the Ravens winning the Super Bowl, so I think a lot of that team.
1: I think that's awesome. I like – I have nothing against Baltimore, a fan of theirs. I like Lamar Jackson. I'm glad he got paid. I feel like he deserved it. I do think that athletes – and this there's nothing to do with him or his mother, obviously. I do think that they should just have an agent, man, um, <clears throat> even if it's just a, a different person outside the family that you yeah. trust just because it just gets really personal and thinking what your value is, you know? Um, And sometimes NFL teams don't want to be completely honest and they felt like his value was a little less because of his injury history, you know, not that his talent is less. I doubt that that's ever what they were saying. It's just that when he's only playing and missing three, four games at the end of each, at the end of each season when it's the most important Mm -hmm. and into the playoffs, I mean, what, we don't want a one through 14 week quarterback. We want the, the guy at the end. Or, yeah. Well, really Which, the guy all the way through.
0: Speaking of, you're talking about that and talking about you pick Justin Herbert to win MVP, yeah. but you didn't even pick the Chargers to make the playoffs. Do you think he could do a, have a great enough season to win MVP and then not make the playoffs?
1: You know, Corey, I really didn't think of that. Okay? <laughs> that's a really good point.
0: That's a really, that's I good actually point. scrolled back up to our thing and looked, and I was like, I don't remember him having the Dolphins even. No, they're not even in your playoff seven.
1: Well, I do have the Dolphins, but yeah, the Chargers.
0: I'm sorry. Yeah, the Chargers. You don't have the Chargers yeah. in the playoffs. So how can you possibly okay, so have an MVP? Okay, maybe I was
1: freaking <laughs> wrong about the Chargers in the playoffs. Either way, they wouldn't be coming out of the AFC anyway. So uh, let's let's don't you know? Yeah, good point. So hey, it's I'll on it's on record, on it, man. So the, I'm just letting you yeah, know. <laughs> I think the stats I think the stats can still be there, and then I guess yes, they'll be in the playoffs. Let's let's give them a wild card seat. Let's kick out. out oh
0: man, game. now your AFC preview is worth nothing.
1: No, it's not worth nothing. <laughs> technically, I, have, I would have them losing in the first round. So really, just look at it from the second round on, and it oh, would still okay. be pretty much exactly the same.
0: Perfect, yeah. perfect. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh,
1: but I do think, besides your horribly timed point, that uh, the, the first year with Kellen Moore is what really sets him up to succeed. And I think that uh, that's pretty much what he's been missing. He hasn't really had somebody who's been able to take his talent and really expand upon it. Um, but you can see what he's done with Dak, and a lot of people think what you may have Dak. I I do think he's not as good as Justin Herbert. Look at these stats. In two years, with the 16 games played, so all of the games, because this was before 17, he threw for 4,902 yards. This is Dak. In 2019, and 4,449 yards in 2021. In the three years previous, before Kellen Moore got there Dak averaged 3,600 yards per season oh. in se- in games where he, or in seasons where he played all 16 games. So basically an average of a thousand less yards. Wow. Okay. Herbert has thrown for 4,336 yards, which was 39 yards short of the rookie record. And he only played in 15 games when Andrew Luck played in 16. So he would have broke it, but Tyron Taylor started game one. So That's he did right. to play all 16. Um, and has since thrown for 5,014 yards and 4,739 yards. Kellen Moore is basically going to – he has freaking Mike Evans, Mike Williams, they joined Quentin Johnson, they have Josh Palmer, they got Austin Eckler. Dude, Kellen Moore is going to go crazy. So I will have to bite the bullet and say that I was a tad incorrect in my AFC predictions, (laughs) and uh, Justin Herbert's Chargers should be in there somewhere. However, I would still have them losing in the first round, so um yeah there's that all right that's well, what i'm thinking
0: i like all our picks uh unfortunately like we talked about earlier before we got on here that we can't do a parlay for all the uh season award picks they don't let you do that otherwise we could really try to make I some tried. money because we had some really good odds on some of them too
1: but, I did try, bro. Like, yeah. We looked, and it, and it's because what I basically found out is because they don't want to give you that that good of odds. Yeah. If you predict all those right, they're paying you out like, 000, 000. They kind like a million dollars. That's what we want. I know, but they don't want it. They I know. Don't, they lame. know we're right, man. They know we're right.
0: That's all right. But you know what? The worst case is, is at least we can know that football games are officially underway on Thursday night. And we get to start exactly. with the Chiefs, obviously. The defending champs always start off the new season on Thursday night. Uh, it's, They get to hoist their banner up and get their crowd at Arrowhead all pumped up and host the Lions. Uh, This is the first time that Goff and Mahomes have faced off since the last time when Mahomes and the Chiefs came to L.A. actually back in okay. 2018 to play the Rams at the Coliseum. This was supposed oh, yeah. to be... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Monday night game in Mexico City, I believe, but Shakira had a concert and totally messed up the field. There was a big old. I was gonna say
1: the field was trash, right? They literally—I yes. think they fly there and then flew back because mm-hmm. it was. Yeah, bad.
0: it was like within a couple of days. They're like, "Oh no, we're going back to L.A. instead. There's so, no way
1: we're gonna break all our ankles and knees. And no. so yeah, so go back
0: to L.A. play the game there instead. And this becomes that game, fifty-four to fifty-one. The Rams win. It's like a back and forth, just insane game, offense all Shoot over out, the baby. place. So it's a matter of does Pat Mahomes finally get his revenge and beat Goff this time?
1: Well, uh, I think that we should pick sides.
0: No problem. I can How do this? That.
1: How about this? You, who do you got winning? I'll oppose it. Who you got winning? You got 60 seconds. Tell me why, who, and why you you have winning opening night Thursday. Chiefs, Lions,
0: all right. and Arrowhead. I can do that in okay. sixty seconds or less, no problem. Okay, so who you got then? Lions are going into Arrowhead; they're going to shock the world. First off, the team that wins the Super Bowl okay. and <laughs> wow, I'm I just... thought I was
1: going to have to defend the Lions. No. Okay, go ahead. So no. if
0: you're going in, you're going in to play the team that's defending champs; they're hoisting the banner. It's kind of like in the NFL and NBA where I feel like the banner hosting. If you're the team, sometimes it can get you a little caught up and you get a late start, and maybe that kind of hurts you in the game. Uh, the Lions' mm-hmm. offense last year was ranked eighth overall by P- PFF, so. If they can do and have their okay. offense even remotely the same as it was last year. Now, I know they lost Jamal Williams in the free agency. He went to Detroit. But stay they back. signed David Montgomery, who the last great, two years was back. in Chicago, who was not very good. And in those two mm-hmm. seasons, the last two seasons, he averaged 800 rushing yards, 300 receiving yards, and six total touchdowns. So,
1: And they knew they were running the ball in Chicago. They, Justin Fields didn't, didn't have right? half a second to throw it. So. Yeah,
0: the Lions have Alma St. Brown on the outside. They have some actual weapons. <laughs> And a decent defense with, I know their back end, last year their defense was ranked 29th overall by PFF, but yeah. the back end with the safety, Deshaun Elliott coming in, and cornerback Mike Hughes, at least they're trying to address the back end and hopefully help, because I think Aiden Hutchinson, who's their defensive end, the I think he's a second or third year guy, he is a beast, and if he continues to do what he's doing, yeah. he's going to probably be a Defensive Player of the Year award candidate, at least, if not a winner in the future, so... And, again, also the Chiefs' defense isn't that great, especially if Chris Jones, hasn't, if Chris Jones yes. hasn't signed up yet. That's a huge okay. miss and gives Goff more time that in the pocket. So, that's And, again, it's opening night. Anything can happen in the game one. And maybe this is the yeah. only game the Chiefs lose all season, for all I know. But I think this could be <clears> the yeah. one the Lions get it.
1: Okay. Okay. That was – you know what? I, I was actually – well, one, I was shocked. Again, I thought I was going <laughs> to have to start defending the Lions here. But um, – I, that was actually a pretty good case for it. I I don't believe you again. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll, okay. I'll take the Chiefs. The chase. The Chiefs take this, and I think they take this game uh, on their way to a near perfect season. Man, as they're gonna get Chris Jones back. I believe that they're gonna come to something. He's gonna show up, and then probably by the end of the game, they're gonna have freaking some something signed, and that's what it'll be. You know, noted that he just game time a decision, Chris back. Jones. Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying I think he's going to play. I think they're going to do it. So basically this is what I'm running with. There's two people that I need that I just need to say. Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Patrick Mahomes is 31 and 7 at home. Andy Damn. Reid is 27 and 4 after a bye week. Yeah, I know it's not a bye week. Yeah, but, but a, you get the have extra week time to prep week. Exactly. Uh Mahomes is also never lost in week 1 games. And he's won the only game uh, against that he's played against the Lions. Granted, completely different team. That was with Matt Stafford and everything. Uh, but he, he won that game. He's actually only lost 16 games in his entire career. Ugh. That same guy, Matt Stafford, actually lost 16 games in <laughs> 16 weeks.
0: Uh, uh, oh, well, give, I will say give him a week off. He had a bye. Come on. okay
1: all right i don't think that it's one-sided though because i I agree with you wholeheartedly that the the lions are good i do think that they keep it close i say Chiefs squeaking up 34 28
0: all right yeah it's definitely gonna be a high scoring game i feel like both defenses aren't that good so i don't have any issue with the score except for the fact i think it's going to be the other way around that kansas city is going to be losing
1: well i don't i'm think also so. the person who picked that... the lions
0: make the playoffs as a wild card so and i debated them winning the a- the nfc north so i just have a lot of high hopes i guess for them this year
1: yeah that's true i mean that's well they, i do think that they're going to be good i have jared goff i hope he does freaking good i'm not <laughs> playing him this week because i just i don't know i mean maybe i should like no. I
0: have. Ooh, Tua Tua's against the LA. chargers in chargers in la against that defense they're pretty good
1: I have to think about that one. I might play Jared Goff in a little shootout. But Mike McDaniel's Mike McDaniel's
0: is pretty good, bro.
1: Yeah, Mike McDaniel's that, dude. That's what I'm saying. Bro. <laughs> he knows how to freaking score points. It Doesn't really matter who's in, who it's against. So, I right, we'll see. I guess we'll see. But I just know that uh, I'm excited for it to finally start. Well, in the league, the other day it says like how many like in the app how, on how many days are left. I was just like, wow, it's single digit days, now yeah. we're even less. It's tomorrow's tomorrow's freaking Tuesday already. We just have Tuesday, Wednesday. When we wake up in two days. Two more sleeps besides.
0: <laughs> It'll be football That's it. season. It's football season. So,
1: I know we've talked a lot about football, though. Uh, let's kind of take a take a break from it, uh, even though I freaking love it. <laughs> let's get into another sport, though, that I I love. Uh, basketball. Once, yeah. Uh, not necessarily NBA. No, not it's yet. NBA well, players to talk about, but what's going on with the FIBA tourney?
0: Well, the US uh, finally lost a game in the in the tournament to Lithuania the other day, 110 to 104. It was close. Uh, I know they were down at halftime, so they turned up most of the game. Um, I don't know, it's just kind of weird that they even lost. I kind of expected them to walk through the tournament, but do you think this means they still could win the whole thing?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think that they I yeah, it's doubtful that they lose. Let me put it that way. I I think this. I'm hoping. Let me put it. In, okay. I'm hoping this was a wake up call. I that yeah. they really do need to figure out like what their lack of size. What I saw from this game is they have giants, and we are short. Not short to like average people. Obviously, these guys are all over six five probably. But a lot of the a lot of Lithuania, we got out rebounded forty three to twenty seven. Dude, we oh. got out by sixteen, and we only lost the game by six points.
0: Yeah. See, that's a huge to game.
1: The problem is, dude, besides, we have Walker Kessler as the backup. No offense to Walker Kessler, but he... He's barely in the NBA. Well, that say he's so, a kid
0: compared to some of these men that are playing for Lithuania. True,
1: that too. That too. Plus, we have soft rules over here in, in the States now, the NBA. Actually, after watching this, the NBA, everyone talks about Europe soft, Europe soft. No, the NBA is soft.
0: Yeah, dude. they I'm are. Thinking
1: that, I'm thinking Europe plays like how I would rather have watched basketball be played. Um, But either way, what the problem is is when Jaron Jackson Jr. gets in foul trouble, he's great, and he could be our big man. As long as he's there, I think we're fine. But dude fouls out almost every game, and it has nothing to do whether or not. It's, oh, it's only five in FIBA, fouls out every game in freaking NBA two, and it's six, so he gets one freaking more. You know what I mean? Like, it's just too much, man. So I think he just we lost control of the boards. Uh, we weren't able to stop the pick and roll. He's what defensive player of the year, right? So, yeah, supposedly. I mean, that's what we need, and he just he wasn't available. So we just hopefully it's a wake up call, and hopefully we can get back on track with the. I think the next game's at Italy. Not at Italy, but, but versus
0: Italy. It. Yeah, that's a, that's what I was thinking too. This has got to be one of those wake up call games where you're you're in the pool stage still, so you don't. It's not single elimination. You took your foot off the gas a little bit, expecting to just walk over them. Cruise. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, a big part of it, like you talked about, was the rebounding. And if Jaron Jackson Jr. is fouling out, the five foul shouldn't even be an issue. If we just talked about in the FIBA, they're allowed to play more physical and shove a little more so then the foul That's should so be called even too. less think about that like yeah, why is he getting called that. for so fouls true. that quickly and getting fouled out of games in the in, yeah, in the well, stuff, just
1: fouling that hard yeah right yeah, i mean like, again some of these games are at 4 a.m so i'm not watching them but i do yeah. watch the highlights but they don't show the they don't show highlights of the fouls <laughs> no
0: no definitely not but no I, I i'm with you i think this is one of those it's a wake-up call they probably don't lose a game the rest of the tournament end up winning the whole thing Uh, it kind of just, that's usually what happens again when you're in the pool play and you know, you don't need to win every single, if you win the first one or two and you know, whatever, if we can do whatever. Yeah, exactly. So I think they're going to be fine overall, but I think it was one of those like, Oh, blip on the radar. Like what just happened? Or why did we let that one slip away or get through our hands?
1: Exactly. You can't just cruise these guys, as much as they may not be as good. And some of these people don't play in the NBA. They still practice basketball and play professionally in their respective you know, countries and leagues. So yeah. not everybody here is just some slouch. It's not me and you suiting up for the national team. You know what I mean? Like these guys know basketball. You yeah. Know, again, it may not be NBA ready, but if you play as a team, you can lose as a team, no matter how good the individual players are.
0: Yeah, which one of the teams that comes out of the tournament, at least with a positive, even if they don't win it, obviously – is Canada team Canada by winning enough games in this tournament. It now qualifies for the Olympics next year in 2024 in Paris. Uh, oh. I mean, you look at their roster, they got some decent young NBA players, uh, RJ Barrett, uh, Shea Gilgis, Alexander Lugans, Dort, Dwight Powell's uh, not young, young, SGA. but, and then Cole, Kelly Olynyk And even Dylan Brooks is not a terrible player. I guess. Um, What's
1: well, an eighty million dollar a year? Or million yeah, contract I mean, player. I don't know if I, awesome. I want all his. That guy's
0: a G. I don't know if I want right. all this for eighty million on my team, but that's a different thing for a different day in the oh, NBA. So, but yeah, yeah, yeah. the other thing too is, is not only that they didn't have Jamal Murray in this FIBA tournament. So if Murray, oh, true. you know, they just won the that's NBA cool. Finals, he decided I just oh, came just off the injury. On. I'm going to take a summer to get ready. But next year in Paris, yes. now that Canada's in, I would expect him to show up, and maybe that gives Canada an, an opportunity to really get past the pools.
1: Okay. Wait. Do you think? When was the last time they went?
0: Two thousand, actually. It's been it's been a while.
1: Okay, I mean I know they're not every every year or four yeah, years, but, but that's, that's still that's, six that's worth four. of Olympics. Yeah. yeah. Dang. Yeah. Uh. Okay. Well, five. Yeah. Four or five. Yeah. So. Um... Well, do wait so I have a question for you do we send better players to the Olympics like no offense to our team here, but like is Jason Tatum going to be on Olympic squad are we getting players like that are our top top players probably play Olympics,
0: there'll probably be a couple guys swapped out for their players It also depend on what those teams do like if Tatum and the Celtics will go all the way to the finals and win or something does he doesn't does he then want to turn around and go to Paris right away uh, and play the Olympics which I hope that's the case. No, I hope he doesn't no, win and they want it he wants to go to no. Paris Okay, thank you. Yeah, don't yeah, even yeah. say that. Oh, yeah. hey, I'm just throw up. Unfo- <laughs> unfortunately, the Celtics <sighs> are going to be decent in the East. So we have to. Getting but, you know, here. is Milwaukee going to play all the way to the finals? And then does Giannis want to go play for Greece at that point? Or, you know, that going to come into play. Same thing with Murray. Maybe Murray and the Nuggets go back to back finals and he decides not to play in Paris after all. I don't yeah, know. Maybe
1: that happens. Yeah, maybe aliens come. Yeah,
0: yeah. that's you never know. Crazy shit happens. It's true.
1: <laughs> so if we send better players then and we send our best, like, again, I know sometimes. A, then we take it, no question. Canada schmanada, bro.
0: Oh yeah, I'm not worried about Canada for beating us, but yeah, for good sure, for it's good to have sure. Canada represented at least in the Olympics in basketball.
1: Agreed. Yeah, I guess they, sh- they can show about. They have a- they have a pretty good team, and I like a lot of the players individually, at least, especially Shea. Shea's probably one of my favorite players in the league. Um, so. Love, love to see him play. Yeah, yeah, he's balling right now, dude. That team's yeah. that team's lighting up teams. They, they're beating teams by like thirty, I've seen. So, dude, I'm
0: just telling you, Oklahoma City's gonna be good too because these players, when they go play in the Olympic FIBA stuff, they come back. They tend to have a good season. And SGA mm-hmm. with all the Chet Holmgren and pieces they have down with Giddy and Oklahoma City, they could be a real threat to get into the top six teams.
1: Yeah, very true. Very true. Now the top team, who is a big threat, the Atlanta Braves, getting <sighs> out. Not we're still in a sitting motion right now for baseball. There's not the uh, you know kind of our previous episode where we reviewed the the playoff races and kind of where we're at right now in an update. Still a little to say, but we really wanted to touch on a couple of things and mostly just the Braves. Uh, they continued to show that they are their number one, right?
0: Absolutely. I mean, the battle of coming to LA for a four game series are the two best teams in the National League. And honestly, the four top candidates for the MVP in the NL are on these two teams. You have Mookie Betts, yeah, Freddie Freeman, Matt Olson, and Ronald Acuna Jr. All four of them yeah. are on these two teams. So really, if the big, if one team comes out of this and one player comes out of this after a four-game series, maybe that kind of gets that person on the top as far as the MVP favorite. Because I know for a long time Acuna was there. I think Betts had just taken over him a week ago in, in Vegas as the favorite. But I got to think Acuna's back on top after this weekend. I mean, they come into town... They went three out of four. Acuna has a home run each of the first three games and now is the first player to have 30 home runs and 60 total bases in a season, which is kind of crazy to think about. He's being the first one in over 100 years of baseball. That's
1: awesome dude that is so freaking cool yeah i think he should i mean i think it kind of seals it a lot of times when you get to see them play head-to-head even though this is probably the one sport where they are obviously not head-to-head similar like like at least with basketball you do play on the same court at the same time you might be guard each other even football like they say head-to-head like when their quarterbacks are facing it. but something about baseball it's not as head to head but at least on the same field and when you can see somebody do somebody extraordinary something exceptional home runs and stolen bases it's something that's never been done Sports been around for over a hundred years, man. So the fact that he's doing something that's just now been done is pretty remarkable. So, I mean, I hope he wins it. I think he deserves it. He was the guy, right. It wasn't him. It wasn't Albies, right. He was hurt, right. Didn't he miss like a year? Or two? The year they like won the playoffs. world
0: series. He was not yeah. on the roster in the playoffs. He did not play. Yeah. So technically he has a ring, but he didn't have anything to do with the actual playoffs and the world series run. But I would think if he continues what he's doing now, they're going to have a chance at getting that run this year with him. But the craziest part about this, too, is is before the first game when he hit the home run to get that record, mm-hmm. him and his girlfriend, now wife, ha- got married that day in L.A. at a courthouse.
1: <laughs> oh, congratulations.
0: Like, let's get that taken care of because she's from another country. Her visa was going to expire and she would have to go back. So they decided, let's just get married now uh-huh. at the courthouse, get this taken care of. I mean, they have two kids together. They've been together a long time. It was more of a formality. Oh, um, but still, yeah, to get, course. like, go do that and take care of that and be in that mental state, and then to go to a game, hit a home run, a grand slam on top of that to, you know, break that record Seal and then that record, yeah. help your team to win three out of four, that's a heck of a weekend.
1: Because I saw a stat previous, like last week, where he had uh, gotten to the club of 20 60, mm-hmm. uh, 20 home runs in 60. It's been obviously a couple of weeks. And there's only a few people in that, but zero people in the 30 60. So. Props to you. Props to you. I did see, though, that um, Freddie Freeman kind of – do you see that the Dodgers and Freddie Freeman gifted him the, yeah. uh, a base? Yes, I yeah. did see that. And it's crazy that, was that it was cool.
0: Freddie that did it because obviously Freddie played with him in Atlanta Teammates. before. But there was that whole thing when Freddie first left that like there was like a weird thing that people thought him and Acuna didn't get along for some reason. But obviously mm. that's all been squashed, and you could tell that that's not the case. I mean, Freddie's kid's favorite player is Acuna, so there's no way that that's possible.
1: Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. In fact, I remember seeing videos uh, when he was in Atlanta, and Freddie, I feel like, would ask him questions about the, like, who's your favorite player, and mm. be like, or something like that. <laughs> I like he, yeah, I feel like he always kind of said that, so I can see what you're talking about. Yeah, see, that's really cool. I'm glad that the Dodgers uh, and Freddie Freeman kind of took the time. It's a pretty classy move. As much as I, you know, like to rag on the Dodgers, yeah, it's a pretty classy move, and I think that's pretty cool that they did that.
0: So Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, just the best thing to do for an all-time great like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. More all-time greats making big stamps. Dude. Big marks. Even more on their legacy this weekend. Prime time Dion Sanders, bro. Coach.
0: Dion. Coach Prime. Watch that
1: Colorado TCU game, dude.
0: Actually, I was lucky enough I had no audio at the team store while I was working on Saturday because they're working on the system. But we do have a bunch of TVs and I can control what we watch and that nice. was definitely one of the games I had on a four or five of the TV. So wherever I was walking, I could at least have four a view or five of it. Hey, man, I want to be able to see it anywhere I'm walking around in the store. <laughs> so, makes, sense. makes uh, sense. But I didn't get to watch every single moment, but I did watch a lot of right. it. It was a lot of back and forth. It was a great game. Uh, I just wish I would have been able to see or hear more of it, I guess, with the audio, because I know Gus Johnson was the uh, play-by-play guy, and he always does a great job with these big games.
1: Well, I watched most of it as well. Watch the replay, watch the highlights, watch the interviews afterwards, watch this, watch that. It was fantastic, dude. I just think it's so awesome. What sucks is, dude, I wish that – I don't know. I know it's like everything's supposed to happen for probably some sort of reason, but I really wish that Colorado would have been able to bring in Prime – like two years ago, maybe save yeah. the Pac-12. Ugh. Who's not giving the Pac-12 a freaking TV deal when Deion Sanders is one of the coaches of the teams? Yeah, it's Come true, man. On, yeah,
0: man. they missed out on that opportunity on um, timing-wise so for kinda sure. So it kind of
1: sucks because now everybody's watching. I know that um, Travis Hunter, who we'll talk about in a little bit, and Shadour Sanders are now the most bet candidates for uh, Heisman over the past like 24 to 48 hours because of the game on Saturday. Uh, all sorts of things are happening. But it's hard not to fight the way they fought Real quick, let's frame it for the people who don't even know. TCU was in the national title game last year. Granted, they got shellacked. Yes, yeah, Georgia's insane. So, but they beat Michigan, Hanton, like not easily, but no, like you can tell they, they were the yeah. better team. You know, they deserved the win. And then they were in the title game. They lost a couple of their players, of course, the quarterback, and I know a good receiver, maybe a couple of other people here and there. But they're basically a very similar team coming in, starting ranked 17th at home in a hundred degree heat. And they lose to an unranked Colorado team who this is their first game with Coach Prime. But and like there's I been said, a
0: lot of talk about it too. It's not like this is a game oh, that nobody true. talked about on the schedule, and then Colorado came in out of nowhere. They've been Prime has been talking about it. The team's been talking about it. Social media's been a buzz about it the last two weeks, moving up to this yeah. game. Obviously, Fox putting it with Gus Johnson and uh, Joel Clatt, their number one calling announce team. I mean, that's where it is right there. They and knew. Yeah, yeah. Travis yes. Hunter, man, like you said though, is. As Dion said, he is like nobody else. He is him. He is just... He's him. It's crazy to watch. I mean, obviously, we know that Prime in his day did both sports in NFL and MLB, but to be on both sides of the ball now, this kid, Hunter, I mean, he caught 11 passes. Okay, okay, go ahead.
1: I want to, because I want to show the audience why these kids did what they did. That's a good point, yeah. You sent me this speech, and I messaged you back. I was ready to run through a wall, (laughs) Okay. Watch, watch this, and then I'm glad that you bring up all because this dude's insane. But I want the audience to see who and why Dion is who he is and what he's doing. Okay, listen to this pregame speech and tell me you're not ready to go smash helmets with anybody <laughs> on that field out there. Okay, let's do it.
2: Usually, God give me a word long before this, but He's been holding it because it's not about them. This is about us. This has nothing to do with the team that's opposing us. This is about us. This ain't got nothing to do with the naysayers, the the unbelievers, the haters, the doubters. This is about us. When we started this journey, we told you it was going to be trying. It was going to be tough. But you endure because it's about us. That man next to you is a miracle. That man next to you is a believer. That man next to you is a go-getter that man next to you is a dog that man next to you is somebody who won't this day that man next to you is somebody who believes that man next to you is somebody that gots to have it today Thanks, Sorry. Yeah. we ain't got tomorrow we got now yeah. we ain't got next yeah. we got now yeah. we ain't coming no more
0: we're here, bro. Hey, hey,
2: hey, 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 hey. Give me my theme music,
0: dude. <laughs> dude what?
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, man! I love this guy, bro. This dude, I'm I'm pumped, bro. I have I don't know if you can see it. I no, got, dude. I'm with you,
0: man. Post, man. That was that awesome. That was, and dude. the fact that he says, "Give me my theme music," <laughs> like what, bro? <laughs>
1: that's so gee that's what i love remember when we when we on our personal episode it's our first youtube one go check it out learn a little bit about us he's one of five people i have at a dinner table that's true uh, pastor present. go check out who the rest of them are um but he is one of them and that is kind of the one of the reasons why not only he's just so smooth dude he's just oh my gosh tell me that wasn't awesome
0: it was and it's no wonder that hunter went out and had a day he did after hearing all that i mean him and schroeder schroeder did i mean Hunter had 11 catches for 119 yards on the offensive side. Then he also played defense and had an interception and three tackles. Played a total of 139 snaps. That's that's oh. crazy.
1: In the in a interview afterwards, she uh, the lady who was asking the questions for whatever the broadcast. Who was it? CBS Fox. Said, uh, Fox. Yeah so uh she she asked him she said 139 snaps are you tired he said nah ready to play another game line right now let's go he put his <laughs> helmet on he was like i was like dude bro this guy's a beast but you saw before the game he posted that thing heisman loading
0: yeah yeah he did they were uh dude they were I guess really he wasn't good. kidding bro no it's hard not to, to door, uh dude. it's hard not to look at those and then i mean prime son his numbers just 38 of 47 away, 510 four touchdowns no interceptions i mean but the, the, the biggest question comes, though, is this is great for them to do this and come in and upset TCU and no one expects them necessarily to do so. Right. But now that the pressure is on and you've won and you're you're talking all the smack and you got all the attention on you, are they for real or is this a, we're going to see if they get six wins and even get bowl eligible in the first place?
1: Well, they have to handle Nebraska next. Ugh. They're basically taking on a Big 12 schedule since that's what they're going next year, um, even though I think Nebraska is one of the teams that's leaving. Uh Still, I think they're going to the SEC, right? Te- yeah, Texas? And, I believe so. No, Oklahoma. Texas oh, Oklahoma. yeah, Oklahoma. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, So, yeah, no, not Nebraska. So, yeah, they're basically taking on a big 12 schedule. They're, they're getting ready for it this year. Might as well. And yeah. if they can take care of Nebraska, uh, it's at home, so it wouldn't be on the road. But 100 degrees in Texas, and you just – you handle your business, man, and I just – I love it, dude. But yeah, they need to keep it going. They need to start next week. Obviously, it's really important to keep it going. Get that two and zero, and we'll see how they do against the Pac twelve teams. If they compete and beat USC, dude, I'll take it. Yeah, that's, that's the a goal huge because that's thing. the that's the one that that's probably the highest ranked team that they'll probably. I haven't looked at their schedule, so I could obviously be wrong. Yeah, but my guess is that's the highest ranked team that they'll play because I don't think anybody in the Big Twelve is ranked higher. I think I think going into nah, this, I can't week, imagine at six. this point. Yeah. So USC was six, I think, going into this week. I, I mean they won sixty-six to who knows what. Uh Caleb Williams looked awesome. Um, so I don't think I don't think anybody's hired them. So depending on how that team goes, I think that's week five of the uh college football season. So mm. it's not too too far away, man. We don't have to wait, you know, too, too long.
0: No, not at all. It'll be here before you know it.
1: Yeah. Week five.
0: You got five? I got five. five. I got five. Let's start on your segment. Five, I
2: got five I got
1: five on five it. On it. New segment, man. So let's kind of, I mean, for the YouTube audience, you kind of saw a little snippet of what it is. But our new segment, we got five on it. I got five on it. We're each going to put $5 down. This is what we're going to do. We got five. We're picking five NFL games. We're picking five money lines of those NFL games. Just picking straight winner, no spreads or anything. And we're each putting $5 down on it. We're going to hopefully get good at this. Maybe be some people you could take advice from. That's the goal, definitely. And see if we can make a little bit of money.
0: Heck yeah, so, that's what we're all about is making the money. That's what it's all
1: about, baby. And uh, let's get started with our first selection of what our I Got Five on It Week One parlay is. On the see, screen, I feel for good the about Audience, these. You will see it, but we will run down. I agree, dude. But we will run down what they are for the. Audio only audiences. I'll take the first couple you rounded out for me, okay? Uh, let's do it. All right, we got the Ravens hosting the Texans. We're taking Baltimore all day. We have Philly going to New England. We're still taking the Eagles. NFC Champs are still coming out on top. We got the Jets. This is gonna be our big upset one. We're gonna we get their host in Buffalo. We're gonna take the home team.
0: Feel good about those but we're going to round them out with another road win we're going to have jacksonville going to indy uh obviously with anthony richardson as a rookie quarterback in indy we expect jacksonville to go in there and take care of business uh and the last one is going to be the vikings hosting the buccaneers and taking care of business baker mayfield at quarterback uh going into minnesota i feel like that defense is going to take care of business and eat him up and Kirk cousins will just do his thing and hopefully jordan addison will have a his first big game going on the way to his uh, offensive rookie of the year. Are you playing him? Uh, you know, I don't know. I haven't even looked at my rosters yet and set my lineups. I haven't gotten that far. I've only added a kicker to the roster so I can now have a kicker, but that's about as far as I got. There,
1: oh, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> That's good. Yeah, so our $10 wins 68 bucks here. Uh, odds are, you know, we picked some teams that are maybe some gimmies. Obviously, the, the Ravens hosting the, the Texans, but we're building a parlay for a reason. We're not picking just one trying to win money off of it. We're going to pick some ones that are going to be a little bit less uh crazy and some of them that are, you know, might like the minus 490 we've got here. But we're also going to try to pick maybe an upset here or there. And we're going to try to do this as often as we can. This is going to be our new segment that we've got 5 on.
0: I got 5 on it. It's
1: just a classic song, man. Right? It works for this as well. That's that's why that's why I like it.
0: It's the best way to wrap up uh, another episode for us here. Uh I don't know, man. How do you feel about today's episode?
1: I liked it a lot. I like this new. Ep- I like this new uh, segment, dude. I'm super into gambling. I, I. If we could just get it legal here. <laughs> I'm. I i do not live here gambling. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I do wish that it, I wish I could do a little bit more, but I love it. And I don't love the gambling necessarily for the win because I'm not really into like money per se, but I love the idea of guessing and getting stuff right. That's kind of like what I enjoy about it. And the money is obviously kind of just something, but I'm not really fond of losing it. So I don't. Yeah, for to sure. Too often. <laughs> um, but five bucks, dude, five bucks for a fun segment like this. I think we could do it. And and if we win, then that's a pot of money to just keep doing the five bucks. And exactly. Keep it growing. Exactly. When yeah, one week it we pays win, for hopefully a couple. <laughs> Yeah, true. Hopefully we win the audience some cunning too. If we start getting good at this, feel free to match the parlays. It's free money for you.
0: Yeah, there you go. That's the best way to do it. Uh well, now that we have football, like we talked about, starting on Thursday, obviously with the long Labor Day weekend we had. We have a short week. Uh, how's your week looking, man?
1: Nice and short for work. That's the best part about having Monday Ugh. holidays, is that we don't have to Jealous. go right back in and we only got four days left. Oh, uh, why you have to work on Saturday?
0: Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs>
1: Well, I, I, then I guess I'm kind of lucky. I, I don't <laughs> have to only a four day work week going into the office twice. So it shouldn't be bad. I get to hang out with my dad. He's still up for the week uh, for a little bit. So and that just seems to be a normal week. Oh no, take that back tomorrow. Going back, finally getting back into swimming. Oh, About nice. A free session at the Y I'm going to check it out. See if I like the spot and kind of go from there. So other than that, normal week. You
0: nice, nice way to finish it with the swimming back on top. Um, not a whole lot going on this week as far as uh, outside of work. I got a couple dates. The big one is uh, I got to work a Gwen Stefani concert on Saturday. Oh, cool! It is yeah. uh, the official kickoff of like the 30th anniversary celebration of Honda Center and the Anaheim Ducks. She is a oh. Orange County native, so they're having her oh, yeah, as sure. the artist. This is a one-off show. It's not part of a tour. It's literally just for oh, us as a 30th anniversary celebration kickoff. And I believe a small portion of the ticket sales go to Chalk Hospital. So that's also a bonus. Oh, so even better. I got to be there probably, I'm going to guess, 14 to 16 hours a day. So it'll be a long day. But hopefully we make a lot of money and uh, it's a good show. Because at least hey, I can hear the show while kids, I'm there.
1: Yeah. True. And I'm not the biggest Gwen fan, but I do not not like her song. No, though. and I, mean, I feel like no there's... that was good. And I was going to say there's going to
0: be some No Doubt songs they play for sure. So all nice. good for me. <laughs>
1: I agree. I think it'll be cool. Well, that sounds good, man. That sounds good. I, another, another great show, though. I really, I'm having fun doing this, man. You?
0: Yeah, I think uh, the more we do it, the better we're getting now that we have the YouTube version for everybody to watch us and not just hear us on Spotify. But uh, to wrap us up, remember to find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or you can search us on YouTube of Our View from the Bench.
1: Also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at OurViewFTB. Uh, but leave, leave some comments down below. Let us know what you want, what you want us to talk about. I mean, we're going to talk about kind of what we want anyways, sports (laughs) in general, but anything specific you want us to touch on, anything you like, we'd love to talk to you. We'll definitely give you comments back. But other than that, thanks for seeing things from our view from the bench. I'm Brendan.
0: And I'm Corey. And like we always say, enjoy the sports until we talk again.
1: Peace.
2: This was a Sycamore 4th Studios production.